Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. And we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dad. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight, got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet, cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey everybody, welcome back to Home Dad Chat. I am so excited to uh, talk to you all tonight and especially to hang out with Danny like always. How are you doing today, Danny? Hey, what's up? <laughs> How's your house coming along? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where I kind of want to just get a really big dumpster, stuff it all in there and burn it. And then we just <laughs> buy new stuff when we get up there. there uh, we can't obviously do that, but uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, you know, I think, and I've said it before, but I think the biggest uh, way to describe it is people say they're one of the largest things that uh, leads to family breakdown and divorce. And one of them is moving because uh, <laughs> it has just been um, Marnie and I have been really forcing uh, time into the schedule where she and I can just relax, just, you know, read a book, watch a, you know, TV show, whatever, you know, go Netflix, whatever we've got for an hour, about <laughs> twice a week. And every time it ends up, we have, we start th talking about things that we have to do with the move or things we got coming up with the closing or this or that. And that's um, life. just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But I'd say the other thing is uh, canoeing. Uh, I, there's a buddy of mine. Uh, well, you might know him too, Aaron Phillips. Uh, he's uh, come and spoke before at Home Dad Con. He's an outdoors uh, mm -hmm. tour. He's a guide down in, or in the Orlando area. And uh, wasn't he on Naked and Afraid? He was on Naked and Afraid. Yeah, yeah. I know that guy. He got beat <laughs> yeah. on by a monkey, and it was the greatest thing I've ever exactly. seen. Exactly. <laughs> so he always says that uh, canoes are uh, are just divorce boats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! And I, I was making fun of him yesterday on social media because he said that. And I was like, well, my wife and I bought one for our anniversary last year and we love it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're one of the few that have won the lottery. <laughs> I said, yes, I, well, I did win the lottery. That is true. Yeah, that is true. But uh, you never know. It's only been what a year or so. So you mm, could be coming. Oh, uh, we've been, Canoe, we've been come doing, between you. We've been no, canoeing forever. So we're good. I, I couldn't understand that myself. I'm, I, cause you say that and Marty and I are, are, planning on buying two canoes sometime probably next spring yeah. uh spring or summer so that we can take uh all the kids because yeah. we can't do it in kayaks but get everybody in uh canoe out paddle out to an island or something or just up the river or across the lake or something like that somewhere where we can put up a camp yeah. fish get the fish eat the fish that night for dinner and then paddle home the next day and that's going to be at least two canoes. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that's not like two divorces somehow coming to, coming towards me. <laughs> I will tell you, if you're going to go down the river, you're not you're not paddling back up it. So you're <laughs> just right. a All piece right. of advice from an expert. <laughs> that that's not that's not happening. Uh, we'll we'll find some spot. There is a lot. There's actually literally a place very close to us <laughs> called Portage. Okay. And uh, which means to carry the canoe, of course, on yep. the land. And and I, I looked at it and I like, uh, is that something that happens a lot? And one of the guys that has been there, he said, you know, the Dells have a lot of places to go. There are ponds, there's lakes, but there are also rivers. And there are some places that you can't get to unless you portage in. I think it's worth it. And 
And and I'm looking at him like, well, that's great. But <laughs> how many kids did you have with you when you took your canoe out of the water and carried it 130 miles across the, the whatever through the jungle Yikes. to get to the other part? Yeah, no, um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if we to do that. But we're going to try to stick to something. But we're we're sure. definitely planning um, some type of we want it. We wanted to kayak, but it just yeah. that won't work. You know, we well, have you, to have you and I should six talk more on. about that because that's something like that's something that we've been doing as a family for a very long time. And I can mm -hmm. probably give you a I've few seen the pointers pictures. on it. So, yeah. um, but we'll, we'll digress from, from that story of things. And so, I mean, I could go on for a while talking about it, but, uh, I want to talk about home dad con because as of, uh, now, uh, there's been a, a whole week's worth of announcements put out of speakers and sponsors and, and presenters and things. And, uh, I'll tell you after seeing it all, like I'm really excited. Like it's something I've been holding on to for a mm -hmm. while. And so, um, right out of the gate, um, and this was sort of something that got reannounced because it got announced early and then, cause we thought we were ready to go and then we didn't have everything we needed at the time, but we, we reannounced that Ben Kiloy is going to be our opening keynote speaker. Mm -hmm. on monday and uh we're really excited to have him come in and just talk about you know looking at yourself in the mirror and who you are uh, especially just as a dad um, and i'm really interested to see how he's going to expand on that because he's got a lot of uh of material and content that he shares regularly on his stuff uh and so i'm curious to see what he's going to bring into that. well uh, well tell us about him tell us what you know about him where is his i mean it I yeah. would like you to, cause he's got, yeah, he's yeah. got the chops to be doing this job, so to speak. Yeah. So he's, so he's a, 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 a Marine, a former Marine, but once a Marine, always a Marine. Mm -hmm. And uh, he transitioned into being a stay at home dad in uh, 2019. Uh, I met him that year actually, or the next year at a home or I met him the next year at dad 2.0 in Washington, DC and got to talking to him. And he, at that point really hadn't like, he was like, yeah, I'm home with the kids and I'm a dad. And I said, well, you're a stay at home dad. And I've had that. I think I've told this story to people before, but basically yeah. like I called him out on it and he showed up at DadCon at home, uh, our online convention last year and really kind of came basically out saying like, I'm a stay at home dad. And I'm proud to say I'm a stay at home yeah. dad. And Yay. So, uh, yeah. So I'm just excited. He's just an awesome guy. He's got, he's got some great, um, writings that he's done. He's got a podcast, uh, for military veterans that is really thriving and he's just doing so much awesome stuff for fatherhood, especially like from like a dad coach standpoint and things like that too. So yeah, I'm excited to have him on the main stage. It's going to be great. Um, and then following that announcement, on Tuesday, uh, there was the announcement that uh, there is a um, a supporting partnership with Happy Family Organics, which is an awesome company, an awesome brand that really just wants to help parents bring the best nutrition possible to their kids. And mm -hmm. they, we got to talking with them a while ago. Uh, we've done some things with them. Uh, we've been invited into a webinar with them before, um, and so it was kind of a perfect partnership. There was an org, there was a brand that was similar to them around a while back that uh, city dads was a part of, and that, that brand kind of went away. And so happy family organics has come in and sort of taken up the mantle on just trying to bring that sort of like organic food, nutrition, snacks, 
you know, different resources for parents all into one. And so it's kind of a nice marriage, honestly, to have what we're doing and what they're doing and they match up very well. So it's exciting to have them be just, a not even just a home dad con sponsor, but a like supporting partner of the organization for the national at home dad network. So their, their connection with us goes deeper than just home dad con itself. It'll be something that will pertain to as the year goes on. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's been really cool. Just fostering yeah. that relationship. Their um, food is good quality too. Yeah, I, I've, I've liked it. My kids all liked it. Um, we were a little bit older, um, than really like the youngest foods that you could get, but like with a little, uh, I think it was applesauce pouches that we picked up the most and, um, had gotten, I think a couple of samples, previously and my kids would eat anything and I didn't take much stock in that because I mean they're like locusts you know there's food can I eat it okay right. it's gone yeah um but having you know sitting with them and, and saying okay we're going to try this and this and they preferred it which I think um says something when you're talking about products that really you could go cheap with it um like let's say applesauce you could go cheap quality garbage stuff with it and your kid's not going to complain right but they notice the difference and an organic is going to be <laughs> so much better for them so i'm Definitely. glad glad to hear it yeah so that so they'll be uh, in some way they'll be at home dad con as well too um i we're still working out some details on how that's going to take place they have an ambassador actually uh here in cincinnati so i'm cool. working on getting connected with them and and seeing you know how they want to participate in the in the weekend itself so that's going to be awesome and then there was the announcement of um, we had three days of breakout presenter announcements so kind of to kick things off on wednesday uh, was the announcement that the mental health breakout is back with uh, lauren gaffey and yours truly danny mercer mm-hmm. uh hank you know getting together with other dads and just giving an opportunity there and i've actually never sat in on a mental health uh session what is it like in, in a very small snippet danny very small Tell <laughs> as, us what as it's quick like. as i can you know that's gonna happen <laughs> um uh, well uh i think first thing i have to say that anything that's said in the meeting stays in the meeting you don't talk about anything anyone says. So basically you're trying to create a place where dads can go in and say the things that they need to say, whether it's about their current emotional state, their mental health. Um, if they're, you know, postpartum depression, it's also talking about if their spouse has had any of this issues where they might be able to find support. And it's really just that a support group. Um, there's generally in everyone so far. And I think for Cincinnati as well, there is a medical health professional who's local to that area where the convention is who can offer support beyond just someone to listen to uh, if it's necessary. So it's really just a a moment to sit around in a room with a bunch of other men and uh, be able to say the things that are on your heart or on your mind about your emotional and mental health. That's great. That's awesome. And and that's something that has been very much a staple of Home Dad Con for for quite a while. So I'm I'm excited that it's back. Mm And uh, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be good. So I'm, I'm glad you and, and uh, Lauren are going to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, Lauren's my hero. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I actually only got to finally meet him really for the first time and get to know him up in Minneapolis. Uh, we went out uh, after one of the evenings and it was really cool just to finally talk to him and see who he was. And he's just a very fun, gentle guy um, mm-hmm. with a lot of, a lot of emotion right on his shoulder. And uh, yeah. I love, and I love that about him. So uh, definitely, uh, I, like I said, I'm really excited that he's going to be back and I'm sure he's uh, going to be coming with just a lot of, a lot of love <laughs> to mm-hmm. everybody. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Definitely. And then 
Thursday, there was the announcement that Brian Anderson, who's a part of uh, Fathering Together, uh, is going to be coming to talk about building a more gender equality world and that, how that starts at home. Uh, and so he's going to present on that. Um, I don't have a whole lot more on on that, but I know that just from meeting the founder of Fathering Together and being kind of a part of some of the things they're doing, um, they come with a wealth of knowledge and uh, a lot of information that I feel will be very helpful for just anybody who's trying to figure out like, what does that, what does that look like to build gender equality, you know, like, and how can I uh, introduce my kids to that? Because I mean, for me and many others, I imagine that that is a conversation that has not been had um, just as we were kids, you know, it just wasn't something mm -hmm. that was talked about. I'm, I'm a zenial that you're, you're in the, uh, I, I'm a zenial. I say that because like, I'm not a millennial and I'm not a, a gen Xer. Like I'm right in the middle of it. There's like this weird sort of things. And I, and I just recently learned that like, just, and I, I definitely fit that mold for sure. But um, I'm, I'm barely a gen X, but I'm happy to be a gen X. I'm <laughs> very close to boomer, but not close enough that I could be a, <laughs> Gen, I don't know how we'd say that. Gen, it's a zoomer. Z no, it'd be a zoomer is already Generation Z. So I don't know. Yeah, a, a boomix. That's no, I'm not that. Whatever that that word would be. <laughs> well, we're not going to classify you there, uh, Dan. Thanks, you, thanks, yeah, I appreciate you, it. Yeah. So yeah, so he's coming to talk about that, and I'm, I'm re really excited that uh, he was able to be be a part of this. Um, I'm really glad too that you know they bring uh, fathering together uh, into the mix with with what we're doing, um, and then. On Friday, looks uh, we introduced um, leveling up parenting through gaming uh, with Joel Willis, who also is the uh, creator of the Dad brand, and he's really big into gaming. Like this guy loves his video games and loves just anything game wise, and so he is going to be just talking about like how those two things work together, parenting and gaming. And I mean, there is definitely a balance involved in it for sure, but you know, I would love to learn that myself. Heck I think yeah. that's, I think that's more the one that I'm leaning towards going to it too, because I would really love to pull out my super Nintendo and my Nintendo Wii and be able to play with my kid, but also for my kid to understand that there's a time and a place for it. And how mm -hmm. do you balance that and not get them like super addicted to it? So, um, but it's just yeah. an enjoyable thing. So he's coming with that. I know that he's talking about having some sort of maybe a gaming console uh, out and about in like the lobby or something for maybe a little dad competition in video mm. games. So I haven't mm. figured out exactly how that's going to play out. Uh, but if you're in the attendees group, you might see him start asking questions about that. Um, so that's going to be exciting as well. Uh, and then the last announcement that came into play was the fact that the there's going to be a group of folks on the Thursday um, in the morning before the convention takes place are going to go up to the National Air Force Museum up in Dayton, Ohio, and they're going to get a tour around and see all of the awesome aircrafts that are up there and things. There's like four hangars of aircrafts. It's, it's a huge place and it's free. So um, if you haven't decided what you want to do yet there and you've registered, you can take a look at that information. If you haven't registered and that any of those things sound exciting, 
maybe you should register and come hang out with us. <laughs> um, but we'll, we're going to try to keep this uh, as short as possible with the highlights, but every week uh, st- coming forward, as things get announced, we're going to put them out there so that, uh, you know, that kind of intrigues those listening to, uh, you know, maybe make that decision to, uh, to come to the convention and, uh, and be a part of home dad con this year. So that's all I got for home dad con update. I want to tell you how very difficult it was for me to keep that to a short time and not interrupt you a lot with a bunch of questions. So trust me, I just saying, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm right there with you, man. Trust me for, for our first one. I feel like we did pretty good. So, <laughs> yep, yep. but tonight you, you had texted me uh, a topic that you wanted to discuss. And it was interesting because you went, when you texted it to me, I was just like, can you go a little deeper? Like, what does that mean? And to be honest, like, I, after talking about it with you in the green room before we went uh, on record here, it, it makes sense why I would ask and kind of where things are at. But yeah, I'm going to let you take it from here and uh, carry the conversation and I'll, I'll jump in when, when I can. But I think yeah. this is more something that you're going to share some, uh, you're going to drop some knowledge on me. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was really interesting because the, the question that I asked was, um, or what I suggested is we should talk at some point about um, how to parent a strong-willed child. Um, or a willful child, I think is how I put it at first. And uh, for all the listeners, Brock basically did say, can you give me a little more information about what that was? And I thought, how do you not know what that is? And then I had a little light bulb come on and I went, oh, because he doesn't have ginormous jerk children like I do. He has children that actually <laughs> would do what he tells them to sometimes. Um, but uh, the, but the, the, the point of it or the reason for it was because it came up in another podcast that I listened to. And it was a very good example, in my opinion, of how to tailor your parenting to your child. Uh, and we've talked about that in the past about, you know, if your child is like we talked about with Space Jam last week, where if mm-hmm. your child's into computer games and you're into, you know, what the example was basketball or sports of some other kind, and they're not into that, you need to adapt. Mm-hmm. You need to, to find a way to meet. Now, you may not figure, have any idea what they're doing. You may be completely useless in that game that they're playing or whatever else, <laughs> but to find that common ground as best you can. But then beyond that, to parent them in a way that reflects who they are. Yeah. Because they said, one of the things I thought was just great is they said, if we have a child that's very strong willed, and that means a child that is almost constantly challenging you, not, uh, not aggressively and not disrespectfully, but is saying, why, why should I do that? And they want to know the reasons they want to have answers to those questions, but it's very easy to get frustrated with it when the kid just keeps saying, especially in this case, it was, you know, tell it, he told his son to go mow the lawn and he mowed the front and he wouldn't mow the back. And he's like, dad, I don't have to mow the back. It's not very tall. And dad didn't have time to explain it. And dad eventually got to the point. No, go mow. Look, because I said so, just go mow the grass. Yeah. Because I'm your dad. Just right. I'm your dad. Go do it. And there is. I, I hands down, I think every parent reaches a point where their kid is frustrated them to the point where they get upset in whatever way that comes out. And I'm not in any way saying that, you know, that's like, okay, or whatever. But I'm also not saying, well, you're a monster for doing that. I mean, it right. happens. Yeah. But the great thing about it was his response. Yeah, he looked at it. And he said, No, and he thinks of, uh, of fatherhood as leadership. And I think that's a great way to look at it. And if you're yeah. a leader of a team, you know, if you're a supervisor or someone, you know, the boss of several people or, you know, a superior officer or wherever you're at, leadership doesn't come from you yelling at them and making them do things. Leadership doesn't come from, I told you so. 
uh, or not because I said so. It doesn't come from these are the orders and you must follow them. You can do that, yeah. of course, but most people respond better when you give them the why. What? Oh, why yeah. am I doing this? And he he brought his son in after the, he was done, you know, cutting the backyard, and apologized and said, I I was upset. I was impatient with you. I just needed the job done. And this is why we need the job done, which is a good reason. And all dads, I think, will will just shine at this one because he knew in advance it was going to rain for the next six days. And if they didn't get it cut that day, then when they came back in six days, after six days of raining, it'd be a foot high. (laughs) And every dad is like, oh, yeah, we got to get that done before the rain. Um, And it was perfectly logical and a great reason. And once he explained it to his son, his son said, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But he also apologized for how he reacted and what he said and he explained to them, look, I want to give you this leadership. I want to, to, to bring you in and help you understand why you need to do these things. And a very strong-willed child has that strength of will to question authority. Yeah. And that's something I think everyone should. I think well, yeah. as adults, everyone I, I love the fact that he, so who we're talking about too, I, cause I want to give him a shout out, honestly. Cool. cool. I wasn't sure. So. Yeah, no, you're fine. Um, I, so we're talking about Larry Hagner and, uh, he created a brand called the dad edge and, uh, there's actually, he's got his own like closed Facebook page and it's an awesome group of dads on there. I'm actually a part of that. Um, but he's got a podcast by the same name, the dad edge. And that's where we heard this and like Danny sent it to me and it was basically about like not being a yes man. That, that's kind of was the idea. And he really mm-hmm. appreciated the fact that his son wasn't a yes man. He was willing to push back and something that we need more in this, uh, in this world. And it's all how you deliver it from the leadership standpoint. And Larry had realized like he had failed as a leader to deliver it in a way that yeah. came across as helpful. And uh, I, I think that it, and that goes across the board for everything. And so when you're, when you're in a leadership position, whether it be your family or at work or whatever. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really did appreciate that. And it was like a 15 minute podcast. It was awesome just to get like a really quick snippet in there with that. Yep. You, you mentioned though, um, and that's why I turned, I was like turning around. Um, and that's the other thing too. Like anybody's listening to this, like we actually have a YouTube channel, uh, the national at home dad network, where you can actually watch this as well. Um, and I only say that because there are times where like we talk about things or show things and I feel like people are being left out, like what's going on. Um, so, but I, I reached around the back to the, my bookshelf because I have a book that I've had here for a while that I got from a man named uh, a dad named Devin uh, Bandison, and it's called Fatherhood is Leadership. Like that's the name of the book, mm-hmm. and um, it's an awesome like short book, just talking about how he uh, led his family after uh, the divorce that he went through, and how he was striving to just be a good dad and show his kids leadership, even though you know things were going on, and. I just, to me, like, yeah, like fatherhood is such a leadership thing. Like if you, if you are not going to walk it out, right, like you are going to instill the wrong, you could very easily instill the wrong things into your kids. And when you do that, it mess, it can mess up the trajectory for your kid turning into an adult and being a productive you know, person in society. And that's one of the things I always have told my kids is that, Hey, like we do these things so that we, you know, we teach you these things so that when you grow up and you're an adult, like you understand how they work. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, even as far as to like 
telling the truth and, you know, mm-hmm. or not stealing or whatever. And it's like, these are the things that, you know, it might seem funny or cute now, but you do those things when you're an adult and there are some great consequences for it. And I think if you, exp- I think that as parents, if we spend the time to explain that uh, when they're younger and we continue to build into that, mm-hmm. it won't be such a shocker when they're later in life, you know, and oh, absolutely. You know, high school kids, you know, trying to pull some goofy prank, like going to like a, a Spencer's uh, store. Do they even have those anymore? Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and go- going in and like, you know, pocket pocketing some tiny little trinket yeah. because, you know, you know, there's a ton of things in there and you can get in and get out with any problem. Not that I ever have done that, but I know who guys who have, uh, <laughs> I, I really have never done that. I'm, I'm way too, <laughs> too uh, clean, I guess would be the word. Anyone who knows you knows you would never believe you had. So you're, you're, you're in the clear. Seriously. (laughs) You're fine. But anyway, yeah. I mean, what, so what is that for you? You've got older kids. What kind Mm -hmm. of, what kind of things have you experienced in that realm of like, we just need to get this done. And they're just like, why? Like, and you know, they push back and it's just a constant pushback to the point where like, you're like, I know they're going to say why, and maybe you just don't want to even go there because you're just like this. This is not the day to push yeah. to push back kind of thing. What's up? Yeah. Like well, there's you? there's two two times when it's happened when they said the first one is kind of different when they are young kids when they're two to three four and yeah. everything you tell them you answer a question and they say why yeah. and you they answer that, that question word. they say why <laughs> yeah and they love that word yeah. and that one is a very different situation and that one I simply I I look at them and I give them the final answer that I'm going to give and I say just say oh, okay. And they'll stop. And instead of saying why, they'll go, oh, okay. And then we're done. And we're able to get out and just bail out. But, <laughs> but later on, you, you have to develop the patience to take that why from your older child and explain it. You just have to. Yeah. Now, you can get a certain basic set of, of family values or rules of the house or things of that nature that cover a lot of the bases of why. Um, my teenager just is just hates working just does. I mean, he's just (laughs) lazy. He just does not want to work. And he doesn't ask me in the morning when I tell him, no, you have to do your housework, go to your housework uh, or tell him what, you know, an individual task that he needs to finish up. He doesn't ask me why anymore. Now he is very strong-willed. He is very challenging. Um, I've had other parents who said, I don't know how you handle this child, especially being your first child. <laughs> Usually your, your first child's sweet and amazing and wonderful. And your second one's kind of the demon baby, you know, cause they tricked you with the first one. Cause you have, cause um, you have the trap baby on the first the, one. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we did not, we, we had the crazy baby, right. That's a trap. Um, and, and it was, it was a very interesting experience because I had to tell each of his teachers um, he's going to challenge you. It's not meant as disrespectful. He is a polite and kind and sweet child in his own way, but you have to prove that you have the right to tell him what to do. And that's all there is to it. Cause he was very, has always been very intelligent, um, has, you know, a, a gifted child and all of those things. Yeah. And he would go to adults and kind of expect them to, be idiots kind of, and you're just like, are you as smart as me? Well, let's see how you're going to be. Can I do this? Can I get away with that? Can I get away with this? And when you set the rules down, he didn't fight them from that point on, but he had to know that you were in charge and not in a, a strong arm way at all. Most of the teachers had, were 
familiar with this. They've, they've dealt with it a hundred times, their children. And they would say, yeah, okay, well, we can do that first day. We'll just establish, make sure we understand the ground rules and all those things. And I, and I tried to reiterate, like, he's not a jerk about it. He's not, you know, disrespectful even, but he's going to push you as far as you will go. And if you roll over, he'll just keep pushing and he'll be running your classroom inside of two or three weeks. He won't care what you say. Um, but having that amount of willpower is so good for an individual. You know, I, I, I love that my kids have this, yeah. but it's very frustrating because it's every child and it's every interaction. But once you learn, you know, these are the ground rules. These are the things that we do. Um, rule number one in our house is keep yourself to yourself. There's, I don't even have to tell the kids rule number one, they'll just do it. They don't even, Oh, I'm sorry. We'll stop, you know, wrestling or whatever we were doing. Um, rule number nine is a big one over the last year and it's don't be a jerk. And it's a very simple, you know, I mean, everybody gets yeah. that one. And, and I, I sometimes use a different word for jerk, but um, I don't want to say it on the podcast and I don't want to admit that I tell my kids don't be a blah, blah. Um, but yeah, it's that it, that's, that's not acceptable. That's not how we live. That's not how the kind of people we are. Right. That is not the kind of people you're going to be. And I tell them, I love you too much to let you grow up to be a jerk. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, so one, ha- that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we put into it too. When our kid, like, especially our oldest, when he gets, you know, into like just causing mischief and, you know, irritating his sister we're like, dude, like, are you treating her the way you would want to be treated? Cause I know if she was doing that to you, like, yeah, like the world would be on fire. Mm-hmm. And usually that's all I have to say to him. Like, are you treating her the way that you would want to be treated? And he goes, no. And I'm like, yeah. think you need to change things? Yes. And I'm like, all right. And that Boom. seems to really halt it. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> I, got it. I keep that in my back pocket at all times. At all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's learning what your child needs. And, yeah. and I think that's a big part of, of parenting that people miss a lot of times because you, you really have to understand their psychology, what their brain says and yeah. acts and how it acts and how it reacts. And it, it also, a lot of times I've had people, you know, say, well, um, you know, give me some advice about, you know, my kid or whatever. And the first thing I'll say is, okay, nobody knows your kid as well as you do. Nobody doesn't matter what they say, what they think, honestly, at the end of the day, you're with them 24 seven, probably. And you know them better than anybody. So I want to interject on that just a little Mm -hmm. bit, because I, I guess, I I guess I want to challenge that statement just a a bit because you being willful is so cute. I know. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) So here's my, here's my problem with that whole, like, nobody knows your kid better than you. Mm -hmm. Granted stay at home dads who are active and involved with their kids or the stay-at-home parents in general who are active and involved with their kids. Yes, totally agree with that. If you're not an active and involved parent, you are not going to know your kid as well as maybe somebody who is active and involved in their life. Because there are parents like that out there. Potential, sure. But are those the parents that are going to be asking you for advice about what to do with their kids? I, if they've got to a point where maybe they're trying to like, you know, finally get involved and just trying to figure it out. That's the only thing I can come up with on that. But sure. No, just, just kind of put, there are no there. absolutes. There are no absolutes. Yeah. Sure. sure. So I just, let's go put that out there. <laughs> so, okay. So you have how many rules Yeah, You went from like one to nine. So I'm like, Oh, let's... well, yeah, there's at least nine. So okay. um, most of them we don't use very often. And you I walk don't around I, with like two tablets, like Moses, you're like a 10. No, no, no. I want to walk around with a couple of signs though. One of them is like, <laughs> why is this wet? 
just have us why is this what you know who dropped this that's another who put this here that where does this go is that like turning on the lights in an apartment in new york and all the rats and like cockroaches like just scattered to the cabinets in the dark spots just, why is this way right yep yeah and who who is the, the the culprit almost every single time in our house when something goes wrong it's not me it's like joe's apartment not, yeah you got you got not the not, yeah you got the not me ghost. And- I'm just like Casper's really Casper's really ornery cousin, not me. <laughs> right. I, I have a I have a strong suspicion that not me doesn't actually exist, guys. One of you spilled Cheerios. Who had Cheerios? And you know, if you were if you had a kid that was a really good prankster, they would just take a doll and if they had a shirt on or just got them a little shirt and just wrote not me like on the back with like a jersey number, <laughs> just like set it out <laughs> some places. <laughs> Honestly, like best prank ever. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Oh, shoot. Well, so, okay. So I get that. And I I totally understand like the whole idea of like trying to explain it to how that works out. And and the thing with Larry was explaining to his kid, you know, Hey, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it does. It doesn't look like it needs it. There are some spots that are uneven, but like, you know, there's this information you don't have, like, Mm-hmm. And in this case, it was, hey, it's going to rain for the next six days. Like yeah, yeah. our our house or our yard after those six days is going to be like the Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to have to pull my machete out and, and hack this thing down. And I mean, I get it. That's where I was when I came back from my trip. I mowed and thought I was good and it rained the entire time. And then it stopped just before we came back and it shot all up to the point where I thought I was I could crawl through and, you know, find all kinds of little animals running around. Tigers. Yeah, exactly. In the all-concealing grasses. Yeah. yeah. So, but aside from that, what would you say has probably been like your toughest like conversation in that kind of situation where you're like, you know, you tell your oldest, I need you to do this. And they come back at you and you kind of went back and forth. Is there like a specific memory that you can think of that really stands out as that like pinnacle moment for you? Like where you're just like, Oh yeah. Like we had this conversation and then there was a bit of a breakthrough, which has made it a little bit helpful for when I like say, Hey, I need you to do this. And you know, he still needs the reason he still needs the why. How old is he? He's 15, just turned 15 a couple of weeks ago. So, um, and he is in a spot really as a teenager where you want them. In my opinion, I want a child that wants to know why and wants to challenge things and yeah. do things, you know, and find their own way and make mistakes. I want him to make all the mistakes he can while he's living with me. Because again, as we said earlier, there's consequences when you leave that are going to be much worse. And looking at how he deals with his day, it's ridiculous to me with the tiny amount of work that I ask my kids to do. And it's all kind of gauged to who they are and what they can do. Now, my, my oldest is five, 10, I think. And he's a big boy. He can do a lot more than say his little six-year-old sister. So he does things that no one, you know, really no one else could do. And then, you know, my, my son just turned 12 today. My other son turned 12 today. And he's, he's got other responsibilities. Like he can, you know, empty and, and refill the dishwasher and put the dishes away and things like that. The smaller kids just can't reach it. Right. Yeah. So they all have their own, you know, degree of work that they have to do, but they all know that they all have to do their work 
and all of their work has to be done before we do anything else. Yeah. If we're going to the pool. I'm not leaving the house until all of this is done. And I'll just sit there. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to, uh, I don't really need to go to the pool anyway. I'm good, but whatever yeah. we might be doing, that's fun for that day. You go to the park or go to a friend's house, whatever it might be. Not really friend's house anymore, but whatever it might be, it's always a requirement that we get our housework done first. Yeah. Right. And they always know that I've done my housework, <laughs> which is another part of it because yeah. uh, at 14, he said, um, something to the effect of, you know, this is too much stuff to do. I can't believe I have to do all this work. You don't do this much work. Ah, and, there it is. and I'm like, yeah, there we go. Come on. All is. right. So in the morning, you're going to get up with me and we're going to go through my stuff. And then when you go toddle off to take, you know, do whatever you do in the day and have your you know quiet time, you're going to stay with me and we're going to keep working. Yeah. And then you're going to be back to help me fix dinner, which isn't a big thing because he does that a lot. I always encourage the kids to help me fix dinner. Um, I want them all to know how to cook. But then you're going to hang out and you're not going to eat until everybody else has eaten. Everybody else has their food and then you and I can eat. And then we don't get to sit down. We clean up, you know, even though the little even the littlest kids knows, you know, take your your scrape your plate into the trash and or give it to the dog, whatever it is, and then put it in the dishwasher. You know, they know that routine. But there's still a ton of stuff that needs to be done. Yeah. And he didn't make it to noon. He was just <laughs> like, I hate this. I can't believe you do this. This is not, you don't do this every day. And I said, then we'll go every single day if you want to. I, why would I lie to you first? Second, you know, I have never lied to you. Yeah. I'm not the kind of person that lie. I'm not, I'm just not, I'm too obvious. I mean, it's just, I'm going to just tell you straight out what I'm thinking and feeling. <laughs> um, but that was probably one of the biggest moments for him, for his teenage years that allowed us to kind of set a precedent and say, this is what needs to be done. It's not as much as it could be. You have, you have a, a huge amount of work that your dad's doing every day yeah. that he could just ask you to do. And he could just sit around and read a book or do whatever, you know, go, go color. You know, he's uh, my oldest, is a big artist, you know, well, let me take this thing and I'll see if I yeah. can draw these things. And you just do all that work while I'm sitting here in my quiet time, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was it for him. He didn't, he's no, you're right. I'm, I apologize. I will get it done. And for like three days straight after that, he got it done every single day. That's and then great. it stopped. Yeah, yeah that happens. <laughs> and then I had to, then I start reminding again, <laughs> the little yeah. sign, do your housework, do your yeah. housework. <laughs> I think, But I think what I take away from all that and, and just from the whole conversation we've been having is the fact that, you know, is to deny yourself the immediate, like, I told you, why do I have to do this? Because I told you, you know, like to stop and take a breath and be like, okay, Obviously, they're not understanding. I need to explain to them. Like, I actually need to take the time to explain with a little more detail why it is that I need you to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, and then too, like, I think bringing in the fact of like, you know, until these things get done, like we can't move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, I've had that conversation with my kids before because they're like, I don't want to do that. You know, it's not so much a why, it's just that I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, yeah. unless you do this, we can't move on and go do that. Like you want to go swimming in the pool. Okay. I need mm -hmm. you to, you know, empty the dishwasher. And until you do that, like we're not going swimming, you yep. know, or I need you to pick up your Legos. Well, I want to pick up my Legos. They're everywhere. Well, until you pick them up and you can make a game out of it or whatever you want to do, mm -hmm. but until you pick them up, like we're not going to be able to do X, Y, Z, you know, and I'm going to be doing stuff while you're doing stuff. So I expect you to 
do your thing and I'll check in on you from time to time. But the longer it takes you, the less time you're going to have at wherever it is we're going to. Bingo. And I've even said to the point where it's like, if it takes too long, you're running out of time and we're not going to be able to do it. Right. I, you know, and I've had that happen before where they've run out of time. Like, well, sorry, but you know, we're not going to get to go to this place or go do that thing, you know, because you know, we're just not going to have time for it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that that's something that needs to be built into my vocabulary as it is probably many of other parents' vocabularies is mm-hmm. not getting into that. Like, well, because I told you so I'm the dad yeah. or I'm the mom. It's like, yeah. no, <laughs> that's not going to work. Like, yeah. you know, cause your kids are going to ask why, even when they're out of the house mm-hmm. it needs to be a better a better yeah, there has to be, there should be it. and if they have a reason they're motivated yeah i mean they're just more motivated to get it done or they can at least muster up the self-discipline to get it done even, well, and too, like, even when you're in the workplace like in your older you know and, and someone asks you hey i need you to do this project and you're just kind of like you you know you're like okay like they're telling me to do it but why like what's what's the purpose of this you know mm-hmm. and getting getting more information which honestly i feel like when you get more information is more motivating towards like okay now i understand why you're asking me to do this yep and i can go forth with that versus yeah. you know versus like if they're just telling you to do something i mean they get straight up be like well i just don't like you like that's why i'm telling you to go do it yep. like when you yeah. when you're in the adult world that's what happens with managers you need sometimes. some busy work yeah you need uh, some busy work uh, yeah go scrub the toilets uh yeah so but understanding why makes you a part of the team which is yeah. a much much bigger thing and what we need to think of more for our for both businesses companies and families is we're a team we're working together Granted, one person, you kind of have to have one person who's making the final decision on things, the leader. You have to have, I think, one person because it can get so confusing. But that one person has a responsibility of taking in the concerns and interest and psychology, really, of every one of the other people before they make that final decision and making it a part of the team. You know, say, well, like when you ask your kids, hey, you know, where do we want to go eat? You know, or do you want, um, do you want, I don't know. What do we have? You have tacos or spaghetti. Those are both, you know, and you can have, they have like a vote in the thing. They're much more involved. So they're part of the team. The same with right. work. When you know why you need to do a project, well, I'm doing it to help my team as opposed to my boss, maybe do this thing. Yep, exactly. And it, you know, it's the same way. It's like, why are we, why are we going to on this trip? Like, you know, sometimes you get kids like, why are we going on this trip? Or why are we going here? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll even tell the kids like, Hey, we're going to like target and Costco or something like that. Why we got to go there for like, cause they want to watch movies or they want to do X, Y, Z thing. And it's like, well, we got to take this back and, and we need to go do these errands. And we're doing these things because, you know, this is helpful to, to mama and helpful to, you know, just the family as a whole. And you're going to help me with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try to build in little things every time, every once in a while along with that to have fun. Like yesterday we went and did some errands and we stopped at the pet store and the kids got to go. Nice. My kids are five and eight. It was the first time I took them to a pet store. Um, just hadn't, hadn't gotten one. We've had a dog yeah, forever. So, and well, yeah, that's it. Why would we go to a pet store? We, yeah, we, and we, we don't have, have a, do- a pet. <laughs> right. And we don't have a dog anymore and I'm kind of yearning for that. Oh. So I was like, let's go in and look around. Um, but anyway, I mean, yeah, you, you have to have those incentives out there. And so I, I'd really feel like, you know, with this, it's like the whole idea of like, how do you answer the question? Why? And it's like, you answer it with more details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like you would with an adult. Yeah. You know, 
And and that's the big thing, I think, is a lot of people don't realize your your kids are people. They're already mm-hmm. people. They already yeah. have their own favorite foods. They have their own likes and dislikes. They already have their, you know, what would be their favorite music. They that's already there. I mean, it may not be hundred percent there, but you understand the the the, the analogy, I guess, is that yeah. they're a person. So oh, they yeah. already have an idea. So they want to know why. And that's fine. I always get people that always ask, like, how are your kids so articulate? It's like, because we've always talked to them as if they were, you know, adults. People, yeah. As if they were people and not as kids, because I'm raising mm-hmm. adults. I'm not I'm not raising exactly. kids. They're already kids. Like, I'm raising adults. So I'm going to mm-hmm. talk to them like adults. And that usually puts people back on their heels a little bit, because they don't expect that to be the answer that comes out. But that's where our kids are the way that they are. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's where you are when you talk about your kids too. So um, absolutely. Hopefully more people start to see that, like, you know, maybe talks cute, but it has to go away at some point and you got to start talking real to the, you know, to your, to your kids. So do it with your girlfriend. Don't do it to your kids. Come on. Goodness. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, I appreciate, uh, you talking about this. Cause like I said, like, it's not something that's really all that like in, with uh, like our family dynamic, but there are bits and pieces of it that I definitely like work around. So uh, it's nice to have a little more detail and a little more um, just insight into how other families deal with it. I'm sure it's going to get different as the years go on. Like Mm -hmm. I said, my oldest is eight. So who knows in the next couple of years, all bets are off on what could happen. (laughs) Eight to nine is a, uh, is another fun stage. It really is. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. It's great. I'm, I'm ready. Uh, I've got my guard up. Cause I'm like, what, what is going to happen when he goes to school and he gets mm-hmm. back with the kids that he hasn't seen for the whole summer and how is that going to play out? So who knows? And I've got a kindergartner too. So that'll be interesting with her as well. But mm-hmm. so things are about to stir up in the loose household. <laughs> It'll be good. It'll all be good. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, like I said, this, this has been an awesome conversation. I think that this is a good good uh good stopping point for us and uh, mm-hmm. we'll be back next week with more home dad con highlights i'm sure you're excited to see what's coming up next in the week to come and, i am uh, yeah, <laughs> i know you are <laughs> stupidly excited uh also too just so anybody that's listening um there is definitely a huge conversation going on with mask mandate and uh, kind of what's going to take place uh, at home dad con with things. Um, I would say that more than likely where we're going to be at is um, more of a like, Hey, like we, we need to be as safe as possible. And so whatever that looks like coming down from CDC and local government in Kentucky uh, is what we're going to be doing. And I would not be surprised if there is uh, a little more mask wearing um, indoors at the convention than what was recently perceived with what's going on currently with the uh, Delta variant. So uh, we want to keep everybody safe and have a good convention all at the same time. And so um, just keep your eyes peeled on, um, on the Facebook group for what we're going to be uh, putting out about that as uh, time gets closer. So, yeah, just wanted to put that out there. A little, little bit of extra inside bit to things. So um, thanks for listening to the show. Danny, thanks for uh, getting to talk tonight, man. It was awesome. <laughs> sure thing, bro. Always love it. Always love it. Cool. Y'all have a good one and we'll talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. I'm a dad. That's what I do.